class is in session for the black and nerdy. Welcome to the Blurred Alliance University. Let's go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Nobody want to hear you sing. It's not. God did. God did. Oh, God did. <laughs> hey, come in. Cut the check. Cut the check. <laughs> Blurred Alliance University. You know what it is. You're rocking with J-Rock. McFly finna get kicked up out of here because it's <laughs> not what we come here for. Come dog. look at I don't us even now. Hear <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bruh, tell me that's, that's not dope. Going. His voice is dope. But not yours, nigga. Psych. <laughs> Cut the check. I'm on my way. <laughs> nigga, that check is a penny and that's not even clearing. That's cold. But Can't you give a nigga a nickel? <laughs> I'm a cold nigga, bro. Get a jacket. <laughs> but the luck, huh? <laughs> oh, shit. But again, you rocking with J Rock. McFly. <laughs> All right, you only rocking with me. I'm finna mute this nigga. <laughs> Let's get into what we came here for. All the nerdy shit, you feel me? And, of course, starting with entertainment news. So what that happened was, I know y'all saw that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem trailer that just dropped. That shit looks fire. Animation style looks good. They got a ton of big names in this movie. I mean, they got Paul Rudd, Giancarlo Esposito, Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan as Splinter, Seth Rogen, John Cena, Maya Rudolph, Ice Cube, Post Malone, like the list Good literally Lord. just keeps going on and on. And the Turtles, I like that they got the Turtles um, voiced by younger actors and almost relatively unknown actors. One of them, um, the black kid, he's on The Shy. Uh, the thicker one. Shannon Brown Jr., yeah, right? Yeah, he's on The Shy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I know they got two. They got two black ones that... Uh, Mikey and Donatello are both black, which I think is also cool because in the comics, when they briefly turn human, those are the two turtles that were black. Dope. So I think that's a cool little nod. But again, the trailer looked fire, nigga. What you think? Nah, that shit looked clean. The animation was dope. And like, they actually look like teens, like teenage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I thought like one of them had braces, I think. So yeah, yeah no, it looks, it looks amazing. Um, I honestly forgot they were even making that. And, you know, they announced it on Nickelodeon's, I think they do the slime shit still. Kids Choice yeah, Awards. Yeah, Kids Choice Awards or whatever. I don't know who they choosing, mm -hmm. but, you know, I guess they still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know niggas still watch Nickelodeon. <laughs> so they choosing some people, but yeah, that's what they announced it. Um, but yeah, no, it looks, it looks dope as fuck. What you think? Yeah, that shit looks fire. I mean, I don't think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has had a miss in a long time. Like outside the live action ones that I still find enjoyment in the first live action one, the second one, and eh, y'all could keep that um, with the Michael Bay ones. I feel like those were the ones that were kind of iffy. But as far as animation goes, I don't think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has had a miss in a long time. And I was telling you about the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the movie that's on Netflix because that shit is fire too. So I think it's a formula. It's hard to fuck up at this point. You have so much good reference material from the animated movies. Like, we always talk about TMNT is severely underrated. So underrated. That movie was fire. Um, from the animated movies to the live-action movies of the 90s that we still hold in nostalgia. Um, to the comic books that they still got coming out. Like, you have so much good material. It's hard to fuck this shit up. And this animated style looks amazing. Almost reminiscent of Spider-Verse. Um, almost reminiscent of the new Puss in Boots that came out, too, in terms of mixing 3D and 2D and, and painted backgrounds and stuff like that. So I'm excited for this shit. This shit drops in August. This shit is on my calendar oh, for me, bro. Like, I'm a fan. Like, who doesn't love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, bro? Like, you yeah. make it, I watch it pretty much. That's how it goes. <laughs> Even if they're bad, you make it, I watch it, big dog. So, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with that. Yeah, so keep on the lookout for that. Like I said, it drops August 4th this year. So be on the lookout for that. Coming soon. In other news, let's talk a little bit about gaming. 
um gaming has been kind of dry for me lately kinda. i know we've been talking about it like nigga Extremely. i mean i just played the last of us for the first time so that was a new gaming experience for that's me true. and that shit was fire that's true but everything else has been kind of trickling out early this year it's like eh, it's all right it's whatever but we got some big news dragon ball z budokai tenkaichi y'all know the goaded series back from the ps2 days it's coming back. They're actually making a fourth one for the next gen consoles, PS5. You know, it's PS gang over here. That's all. That's all we on. So that's coming out. It also confirmed that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out Finally. this year. So I'm excited. I mean, y'all know we love fighting games. Fighting games are, are just fun. And it's very rare to get bored with a very good fighting game. So I'm excited for it. Did you play the Budokai Tenkaichi yeah. games? Yeah, I was wondering too because you know the monthly games or whatever they got like mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z's whole catalog in there, and I was like, mm-hmm. why they got all this shit on here? <laughs> but now that shit was playing, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah, no, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, I love Dragon Ball Z, bro. Like that shit, yeah, that shit was so fun to play, bro. It's hard to maneuver though because some of them niggas are really like strong as shit, nigga. Some of the story plots like when you <laughs> to fight certain niggas in the story i swear they was cheating nigga i swear like you could do the coldest combo power up to super saiyan like yeah i got this nigga this nigga come back and just whoop your ass <laughs> it wouldn't even put a dent on bro like he would just laugh at me like hold on <laughs> hold on bro mama hold on i don't like this level of disrespect nigga <laughs> I just put my like, what I just I, put my all into the Kamehameha. You over here trying to dog me after? <laughs> Let me check these difficult settings. Y'all niggas cheating. Let me put this nigga on zero, right? Because some of that shit was hard, boy. Like, and I know they had Dragon Ball Fighter Z come out not too long ago, and I know niggas still play that. But for me personally, I never liked the Street Fighter type of games where it was right. just like a flat plane and it was really just going head to head i don't really like street fighter my favorite fighting game growing up was tekken and as soon as tekken had the camera that swiveled around especially like start i think it started with like tekken tag tournament like tekken was always my shit so when i first played budokai tenkaichi 2 and they had the story mode and you were just going through essentially the anime storylines the anime arcs and it was almost like an open world battlefield like that shit was fire. Like you got to punch people through fucking mountains, through fucking buildings. That's like awesome. And imagine this on a PS5. Like you just got the PS5, so you, now you see this shit is beautiful, <laughs> nigga. Niggas was lying. <laughs> Told you. Going from a P4 to a P5 is kind of just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm watching a movie with every fucking game I play, and I'm like, yeah, this shit's for real. I mean, I still don't have Hogwarts though. I still need to get that, but I ain't really in a rush for that. Like, yeah, that, yeah. I know people have been saying that the the story is pretty good, but yeah, I don't know. Kind of let me down with like no online play. Like, I can't play with you. Right. You feel me? Like, we can't just be running. You know what shit. I'm saying? And I like I'd be running. And of course, like we you know? get it to a certain extent because of course niggas would be wilding if it was fucking. It would be turn into GTA real quick, nigga. <laughs> like. But that sounds dope, though. It does, you know but I mean? they still trying to keep Harry Potter on that family-friendly side because you know they're not done with this franchise. Like They're going to be making Harry Potter movies forever, nigga. Like, it's owned by Warner Brothers. You know how they run their properties into the ground. Don't remind so, me. So, yeah, this shit's never-ending. They always got to stay on the family-friendly side. So, I get it. Fair it point. is what it is. Because that's almost like making an Avengers game where you became a superhero and you got to choose if he was a villain. Or a hero with your niggas online. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure you acts every day. I'm outside fuck, doing hood rat shit with my friends. Bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be on that nigga on Chronicle level. <laughs> I'm just be sitting there. Bruh, he was, nah, nah, nah. He was psychotic. He, he was. I'm just sitting there crushing the oh car. Oh my just... god. Chronicle. <laughs> throwback <laughs> but yeah no, so i get real. it i get why they had to keep it on the family friendly side but like i said if you into fighting games mortal kombat 12 is on the way dragon ball z budokai tenkaichi 4 is also on the way moving straight into warner brothers actually in dc the flash cw show 
We know it. I feel like everybody's at least watched a season of this show. It's fine. I don't see how you could. There's 30 of them. <laughs> There's only nine, bro. Relax. It's not on Grey's Anatomy level. <laughs> Imagine a superhero show on Grey's Anatomy level. That's insane. Grey's Anatomy needs to die. It needs to go away. I can't. It is dying. She left. She gone. But I can't st- believe I watched 15 seasons of that. That's crazy. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> 15 seasons. Oh my god. That's half your lifetime. <laughs> and I was like live on TV when I started too. So that's even worse. Oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's insane. But Flash, like I said, I'm sure everyone's seen at least a season. It's on its final season right now. And it actually has wrapped filming. Um, I still, I don't still watch this show, but I do have fond memories of watching it when it first came out. Cause I feel like that's when it was at its best. I feel like season one through maybe season three, you know what I'm saying? Like somewhere around there was like peak flash. Like I loved that. I was tuning in every, you remember, bro, we was tuning in every week. Oh, and then yeah, doubt. somewhere along the lines, CW just CW'd because <laughs> this happens to all of their shows. Like they're so good starting out. And after a few seasons, they just fizzle out. But they had a very good run. I mean, nine seasons for a superhero show, for a DC superhero show on CW. I mean, it outlasted Arrow, and Arrow started before The Flash, like a little bit before. It outlasted all the shows that came after it, too. It outlasted Bat- Batwoman, outlasted um, Supergirl. Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, like everything really that came after Black it, Lightning. except for Superman and Lois, but that's only on season three. So much respect to the Flash cast and, and what they've been able to accomplish on TV. But what you think about it finally coming to an end, bro? No, yeah, it's, I don't know what his name is, but I think we both follow him. But he's been talking about the Flash like crazy. Oh, that guy, Rice. Shout out to, shout yeah, out to Rice. Yeah, he been on it. And I'm like, bro, you starting to make me miss this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I really stopped watching because I had to ask him because I got to, I think the, the bomb episode i'm pretty sure that was like season four and yeah that was the last time i watched mm. it but no it's it's cool to see how long it went um they all been there for jeez dude that was a while yeah. ago when that first came yeah out. um and like you said it lasted through everything supergirl uh black lightning legends of yeah. tomorrow like that's a lot of shows and it just kept going arrow i didn't know how long that was gonna <laughs> keep going but i knew it had to come to a stop <laughs> Um, <laughs> but no, it's cool. It's cool to see everybody still there. They brought everybody back. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad in a way, you know, cause I feel like we grew up with all mm-hmm. that shit too. Um, but no, it's, it's good bow out time. I feel like all of them can get off, you know, Iris, pretty sure she can get some roles somewhere doing something, <laughs> doing something strange for peace change. Shut your ass up. Stupid, <laughs> but uh, nah, it's it's cool. It's cool to see all these shows that we watch. You know, kind of just taking their time and finally coming to their last bow. Curious to see what C does going to do next, though. Because what is their lineup at this? Bruh, point? I have no idea. Honest. Like I know Flash is ending. Flash is in its final season. Riverdale is about to be in its final season. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what they got all Americans is the first all American still going? I know, they, I know Homecoming yeah, is the spinoff. The, they have both still, but there's no way that you have enough on that network. They've canceled everything because <laughs> CW's never been profitable, bro. Remember, like when True. that report came out, we yeah. was talking about it. Like CW has never been profitable, and it makes Which sense. Is crazy because. As soon as UPN switched to CW, they canceled all the shows that we was rocking with. And all, the only show to survive the merger, or not the merger, but I think the switch, was Everybody Hates Chris. That was like the yeah. only show that made the made the jump from UPN to CW. And then they, and even that got yeah, they switched up their whole <laughs> shit. And like, not to say they didn't have good shows, because like we're talking about like Arrow, Flash, they had all the superhero shows. They had Gossip Girl on there that people was rocking with. They had like they had something for everybody, but like for whatever reason, it's just it's just never made money. So like they've had to cancel everything. I just sign it's so crazy because I feel like we watched so much C dub like growing up. Just so much. 
Like there was just so much on there. All yeah, because the they even had the game on that bitch. Yeah, that's where it started, and it just it just blows my yeah, mind. Like so, they had a lot, bro. Like especially because yeah. UPN that was the nigga channel. That's the channel that right. all the niggas was watching. Like they had Moesha, the game. Everybody hates Chris. They was playing. <laughs> they had shit for us all day. You feel me? And then change it to CW. And it got the teenagers, all the young adults still watching. Because, like I said, the superhero shows, they had the little teeny bobber shows. And we were still rocking. But I feel like since we were the only ones watching, I don't think they ever tapped into the adult demographic like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they never had, like, a primetime show that all the adults was tuning into. Of course, they had us because we were young. Like, we were teenagers. We were still growing up. And they had the shows that we could relate to. But the adults were still tuning into shit on Fox. ABC, CBS, NBC. They wasn't. They wasn't switching to CW. CW. <laughs> so, yeah, CW really was a team team yeah. network. Pretty yeah. Much. So I think yeah. they just kind of left that market untapped, and I I think that's why they never really popped off like that. That's crazy. They really finna fall because yeah, I can't think of anything else that comes on network except for all, all American. American. And no one even watches that until it hits Netflix. Yeah, I I don't know what what's going on over there, but. Again. Oh, R.I.P. Billy Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. That show is insane. <laughs> bro, that show's gotten so out of hand. <laughs> but like we said, it's the CW curse, bro. First few seasons, at least tolerable. At the least, the show is tolerable. You can get through it. After those first few seasons, it's like, what are we doing here? I don't know what's happening. The crazy thing is, they rock with this show. Heavy. 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 Heavy, bruh. Heavy. Like, I stopped. I finally just said, you know what? I think I'm good. I don't think I need to finish this. But, yeah, no, they still on it. Like, thing is, is on it. <laughs> like, I really thought they dicks died. Like, that's how bad niggas is going crazy. <laughs> like, you had to Google, like, is the actual niggas like, still alive? It was really R.I.P. Billy. I'm like, bruh. Had that nigga trending. It was a TV show. Had him a ha- as so a hashtag. So it was like, I know Billy Baker ain't over here. Accepted awards while I'm over here crying. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all sick. Oh, like, I know this real life man ain't living his life while his character is packed up in a box somewhere. Like, come on, bruh. <laughs> But anyways, like we said, man, Flash had a good run. RIP to the series. Hopefully, the actors have long and fruitful careers if they so choose after the series. Because, you know, some people, they just want to ride off into the sunset. Like, we had a good run. I was on a show for nine seasons, got paid. I'm finna retire and just enjoy my life. That's what y'all want to do. Why not? Go ahead and do it. But RIP to the Flash is done. Moving on. Crazy. Still with DC. Batman Beyond. The animated show that we all know and love from our childhood. There was going to be an animated Batman Beyond movie with WB. But now since the merger, since the layoffs, since the cuts, they are now unsure if it is still going to happen. It's still unknown if the film is going to proceed. Like I said, it was animated and it was Batman Beyond. And that kind of makes me sad because Batman Beyond is really one of those shows, like I said, we grew up with. Of course, we have Batman the Animated Series, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, superhero animated show of all time. And for Batman Beyond to come behind that and still leave a legacy on its own, I mean, that shit's iconic, bro. And I would love to see a movie from it, but now it's just fucking up in the air with whatever WB is doing over there. But what you think about it, fam? No, like you said, Batman Beyond, literally one of the greatest DC shows. Um, I'm literally on the episode where Static goes over Fire. You know, into the future. Like, come on, bro. Like, come yeah, on, bro. Peak. <laughs> come on, bro. Like, I love Batman Beyond. And, I mean, it sucks, but like we said, DC, WB, WB's been going through whatever they're going through, trying to figure out whatever that shit is. So, I mean, I'm not surprised at this point, honestly. Um WB going yeah. WB, nigga. And speaking right. of WB, like, they're now wanting to turn Lord of the Rings into a franchise just like Star Wars, which is insane to me. It's fucking insane. 
Lord of the Rings, the three right. movies, goaded. Leave them the fuck alone. Leave them alone. They just want money. Oh. Right? They want money. They ruin it. There's no way. There's no way you could sit here and watch Disney do what they're doing and then not think, hey, why can't we do that? <laughs> because that's, that's just how it is. You're not equipped to do it. Like, you're not equipped to fucking handle it. They might be. Lord of the Rings turning into a, a franchise like Star Wars? Like, Rings of Power I mean, by itself is enough. And in Rings of Power, low-key, like, it makes sense because there was not a whole prequel book, but there are writings from Tolkien that detail the previous history of Middle-earth, and that's what they're basing it on. So it right. still makes sense in the context that there are still works by Tolkien that we can still adapt. Of course, they take liberties. They take whatever creative changes they might see fit to make it into a believable TV show. It is what it is. And that's okay. But thinking of Star Wars, nine films, still making more. How many TV shows we got now? Obi-Wan, Boba Fett, Mandalorian, uh, Ahsoka's coming with a TV show. The Acolytes dropping the TV show. We got the animated Star Wars Visions TV show. We got the Clone Wars. We got the Bad Batch. We got <laughs> that already just named eight TV shows off the top of my head in addition to nine movies. And you want to do that with Lord of the Rings? It's not. Yeah. No. No. Leave it alone. Can, everything they've tried has failed. So they're going to keep trying to figure out which one makes them the most money. They tried with the DC shit, Doom Patrol, Teen Titans, all that shit. Just, you know went its way like no one really cared that much so now they have to find some other source to make an income they put all their money on Dwayne Johnson weak ass <laughs> in a tank and now they're putting all their money on Shazam weak ass it is for the tank like these niggas have no options and like you said they're gonna be making Harry Potter until the day we die yeah. because they don't have no options they are trying to figure everything out and like we've been talking about with Marvel Comic movies are kind of hitting their stride, so they have to find some sort of alternative to make some sort of income, because there's no way Discovery B was like, hey, let's buy them, and then not make money. <laughs> yeah, man, shit, buy Ah, uh, it's gonna suck, but... It will. <laughs> it's coming. It's. I know it's coming. I gotta prepare myself mentally, physically, because I know I'm gonna still watch it. I'm that big of a Lord of the Rings. I know I'm going to still watch it. I know I am. And there it is. And, and there it is. Fucking That's pissed. all that matters. <laughs> well, depending on what they make. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't just watch anything. You feel me? I can't just watch a series about elves playing in the water. Like, if they do some shit like that, I can't do it. I'm not going to watch it. That's <laughs> so random. <laughs> it's WB. Is it random, nigga? Like, am I talking random? I can swear a nigga pitched a show like that. <laughs> At this moment, Monday morning, he walked into WB Studios like, I got it, y'all. <laughs> the Woodland Elves had to travel the sea to go do some stupid-ass adventure. <laughs> I, I didn't say, you see Avatar, I see Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it, guys. I swear, nigga, fresh off a line. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> You're so sick, but it's true. See? That's the fucked up part. That's that the crazy true. part that I swear. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business and they have to make money. Like they just have to. So, yeah, I'm really not surprised at this point. I mean, they got to make money, but they failing at that shit, too. Like you said, they putting all their eggs <laughs> in one basket and none of these niggas is being profitable. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, I was looking at this from damn niggas. Them kids look older than Bruh. me. <laughs> Yes, like when they're kids before they turn into Shazam, it's like, damn, nigga, did the first movie collapse like three years ago? They, they aged dramatically, my but, nigga. But like, I also God think damn. it's the color grading in that second one. The second one is True. dark as fuck. And their suits are like a darker tone of the colors that they were in the first one. They kind of like upgraded them a little bit. I don't know. The second one. You don't know? Everyone lives in Gotham, bro. It's supposed to be dark and gritty. <laughs> 
What do you think this is? What kind of business do you think you're I know. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> Everybody in the Gotham trenches, my bad, fam. <laughs> I'm tripping, big dog. There are no other cities, <laughs> man. We're only in Gotham around here. I'm dude. tripping, big dog. We don't do lights. <laughs> like Dwayne, put on some lights. Nope, didn't work. All right, we're going back to darkness. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I guess there's some good news coming out of Warner Brothers, HBO, whatever. Cause well, not good news really for the company, but good news for Zendaya. Cause she renegotiated her contract for Euphoria. Oh. Everybody knows she's a star of the show, carrying this motherfucker on her back. She renegotiated her contract to where she is one of the highest paid actresses on TV now, almost making a million dollars per episode she appears in. Shout out Zendaya. Smart as fuck. Like we was talking about before, she was likely on her rookie deal, still getting paid, still getting paid off that first season work. Now she's like, I'm a fucking all-star, all-NBA type caliber player. <laughs> I'm going to need the bag. No, truly. So shout out to her no, truly. for renegotiating that contract because she know her worth now. It only makes sense. No, yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, because you know, you know, I rock with yeah. the show heavy, super tough. Even though niggas get on my nerves now because all of a sudden everybody want to watch it. But we ain't going to get into like that. So, yeah, no, I'm happy for her. <laughs> you know it gets me hot, bro. But, no, yeah, I'm happy for her. She's, she's definitely put on a show. Like, she showed her range in the show a lot. And, like, you know, what? She's 26, 27 now? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nah, it was due yeah, for a pay. It's like, you a grown woman and they're still making you pay a teenager. So, you know. Yeah. It's only right. Yeah, they had to back so, the Brinks truck up for her. Yeah, come on. And she's winning awards. She's literally the most popular actress in the world mm-hmm. right now. Niggas are really screaming to see her. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they're like, ah. So, no, that's good. I'm glad. Because, yeah, I think at one point they were paying um, Meredith from Grey's Mad at Me a million an episode. Mm-hmm. So, if she can get oh, that. Oh, most definitely. Especially from, especially from a premium <laughs> network like that. Right, when niggas are already paying. If you're not, if you don't have HBO Max, but you still have HBO, you're already paying for the service on your TV package. Then you got to factor in all the subscribers that actually have HBO yep. Max. Like, come on, bro, they pulling in bank from that show, pulling in bank fucking bro. money. They're literally, you're literally canceling things pretty much because your money is pretty much going into all of yeah. for you because it's literally your most watched TV show. So. Yeah, pay that girl. Yeah. So again, shout out Zendaya. Oh, I just thought of a video. <laughs> know your worth. Get your bag. We're moving lanes into Disney a little bit. We got a couple trailers this past week. Some remakes again. Um, <laughs> we got Haunted Mansion. We got a Haunted Mansion teaser trailer. This movie starring Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Stanfield, Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson. I mean, of course, Disney always going to have the names in there, right? We got that trailer. We got the first full trailer for Peter Pan and Wendy. Again, another remake of the Peter Pan movie that we already have 100 movies of. (laughs) With Yara Shahidi playing Tinkerbell. I mean, these don't move me. Uh, The Haunted Mansion, the first one, it's enjoyable. You know what I'm saying? The one with Eddie Murphy. It's enjoyable. It's cool. It was never like, I don't know, one of my favorite Disney movies growing up or anything. Um, and the ride itself isn't one of my favorite rides. So it's cool that I guess they're making a- another retelling for the younger generation, but it's whatever. And like I said, Peter Pan ain't nothing topping hook for a live action Peter Pan retelling. Me. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, at least they were creative with Hook too. It wasn't just a Peter Pan movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't strictly like he went and got Wendy. They go to the island. They're racist to the Indians and Native Americans. And then they all have a good time. Like, it wasn't that type of movie. They actually took some creative liberties with it, had him come back as a grown man, had to rediscover the child in himself. The themes in that movie were fire. I can go on and on about Hook. But this one, it just seems like a, a shot, not a shot for shot retelling, but just a retelling of the Peter Pan story we already know. Um, it's cool for the diversity with Yara Shahidi playing Tinkerbell. Um, but yeah, it's not moving me. What you think? Well, I am a big fan of the first Haunted Mansion. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do love that one. So yeah, I am excited about this movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't need another Peter Pan. Um, like, 
I mean, come on. There's no one I can honestly say that doesn't say Hook is the best mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's not needed. Um, obviously, it's cool to keep it around for a generation for people to watch Peter Pan. But to me, the first animation and Hook, that's truly all I needed. Like, I don't need any more than that. There's no way you could tell the story over and over again because there's just nothing to alter. It's the same thing. Like, you're doing the same thing. Um, so, yeah, no, like, like you said, Robin Williams, Hook, that's all I need in my life. And that's all I'll ever need. Uh, but Haunted Mansion, yeah, that's that's a stacked cast. Um, I actually am into it. The ride did suck. I'll give you that. The ride was cheeks. Um, but no, yeah. I like Haunted Mansion. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I just really love that movie. The thing <laughs> is, I kind of, I don't know. For rides that aren't that great, I feel like Disney can can spin a good movie out of them. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, right. the first Haunted Mansion is enjoyable. Like, it's a it's an enjoyable movie. It has its funny moments, has its little jump scares, whatever. It's great. You know what I'm saying? For people that enjoy that type of stuff. And it's based on a ride that goes two miles per hour, just like Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? Like, they made a great movie. Curse of the Black Pearl still holds up to this fucking day. Top tier. To this Top fucking tier. day. Based off a ride that goes two miles an hour is some knee deep water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I give it to them. They've done it before and they pulled it off successfully basing it off a ride like that so you know what i'm saying i i have a little hope for that but in terms of peter pan and wendy like you said man like it, it's just not needed and i think part of the reason disney is going back this far in remaking things is to remake them without the problematic material that they had before right so when people search peter pan and wendy or peter pan on disney plus when this comes out, this will probably be the first one that pops up instead of having people True go way. back to the original animated one. You feel me? Because they they have a, a disclaimer before that one yeah, on Disney Plus already. I was just about to say that. Because of how they treat Native Americans <laughs> and and Indians in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like they they have a whole song just talking about how red their faces are, and I'm sure Disney does not want to keep that at the forefront of what peter pan is to their company so again it's a business move i feel like when they go back this far like when they're remaking dumbo because i think dumbo has a um has a disclaimer before it too like most of those movies have yeah because they just have uh, they just have problematic things in those movies so when they go back that far and they're remaking these type of movies i think it's strategically a, a business move um and while i understand it i still think it sucks that this is one of the movies on your slate that you got to put money into and we could be getting a whole new story um from from the company but it is what it is like i said haunted mansion peter pan and wendy both coming out this year they both have trailers out right now if you wanted to go look at them moving on into a little bit of superhero news just with casting Karan Song is now cast as Spider-Man India in Across the Spider-Verse. If you don't know him by name like that, I'm sure you know his character from Deadpool. He was the taxi driver, Dopinder, and he is now Spider-Man India, which is pretty cool. I think they're doing great with casting people in the right roles because, I mean, imagine if they cast like a white person in this role or like someone who wasn't from India or wasn't Indian, wasn't that ethnicity. It'd just be a whole shit show and it'd be something that's just unacceptable. So I think that's great casting. We all loved him as Dopinder and I'm excited to see what he does with the character. I mean, there's a ton of Spider-Man in this movie. So we're going to see what happens with that. Moving on to Thunderbolts, Steven Ewan is also cast in that movie. They haven't disclosed who he's going to play. They say his character is very, very important to the future of the Marvel Universe. If you don't know Steven Ewan, he is from Nope. I think that's his most recent acting credit. And he's also the voice of Mark in Invincible. So (laughs) why you make that face? (laughs) I was just listening. I didn't watch that shit. (laughs) Don't sleep on it. I was just listening. Whatever, 
I was really oh, just listening. I'm going to post this clip, nigga. I don't care. <laughs> so niggas can see your face. <laughs> I really wasn't even making oh, a face. Shit. I was just trying to think of who you Whatever, was, nigga. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, continue on. <laughs> you just going to bust me out. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm gonna post this clip. Shut up. Anyways. But yeah, those are the two most important cast news we got out of this week. That's all the entertainment news we're gonna get into. And now to what we all been waiting for, the short review session. So boom, we're gonna get into Creed 3. Just came out this past Friday. I was lucky enough to see it on Wednesday. AMC had this great promotional early release, quote unquote red carpet type of thing. Where you can see it in IMAX a day early. So I went to see it on Wednesday. You saw it on Saturday, right, bro? Yeah. Since it's it's fresher in your mind, what you think about the movie, bro? I liked it. I did. I liked it. Um, like we've been talking about, I think, you know, off record, we were just like, we don't know. Just based on the trailer, mm-hmm. you know. You know me and you nitpick about things and how the style is in writing. But no, yeah, it, it, it really was good. Um I know everyone was hyped about seeing the anime inside and, you know, what he did with it. Um, That was really incredible to watch, too. Um, I thought the acting was top tier. Like we always said, Mike B with other, you know, actors are always phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't aware that the Kugler brothers wrote it and produced. So that was good to know because I felt the style was different from the second Mm -hmm. one. It reminded me of the first one. I was like, man. Because I can't remember if they did the, you know, how they always do the little Showtime clip like they did in the first Mm -hmm. one. Um, I can't remember if that was in the second one or not, but I love when they do it because it seems so, it makes it more realistic. Because, you know, that's the thing for boxing. They always have those Showtime clips, them training, talking or whatever. So I always enjoy that part. Um, But I just couldn't remember if it was in the second one or not. I don't think it it was. Um, Jonathan Majors swole as hell like my god (laughs) like my god and they made me think because i remember talking about it i was just like man boxers like obviously they don't look like Mm -hmm. that like there's there's some that are fit or whatever but most niggas look like you know tyson fury and shit like (laughs) you just look like a regular dude with good hands yeah and i just i just it just reminded me of how rocky was because they you know apollo was just massive just chiseled always glistening like they just wet him up and put him on camera <laughs> same thing with rocky just here put oil on get out there and that's how it was and i think that's that makes me that reminded me of how much i love rockies because it's just it's cheesy but it's great mm-hmm. like it's still a great movie mm-hmm. you know and the combinations the choreography the the shots and you know, this is Mike B's, what, debut directing yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. For this to be your first one, I can honestly say I was really surprised. Um, but overall, yeah, it's a good watch. Like, it's really dope. Um, I'll definitely say 132 just because yeah. one, I don't know. At that time in my life, I needed that movie. So, it just it's always going to be there no matter what. What do you think? Yeah, Creed 3 is that movie. Like, it's it's really that good. It really is. Because, you know, you see people hyping it and everything. You see the hype going around like, ah, Creed 3 is really dope, blah, blah, And, like, you think, because, of course, Rocky has six movies. Creed already has two. This is the ninth movie or eighth movie in the in the Rocky franchise. Nine. I'm tripping. In the Rocky franchise. <laughs> yeah. So like it's it's crazy to see how long this franchise has been running and how long it's been good. You know what I'm saying? Cuz I mean, let's not get it twisted. Rocky 5 is trash. It's garbage. We could throw it out. But every other Rocky movie has has its entertainment value. Like of course you have your favorites, you can rank them however you want to. But Rocky's really just make you feel like you could do anything. And I I know it's super cliche to say that about a movie, especially a sports movie. You know what I'm saying? But very few sports movies have had an underdog and a character that you root for like Rocky and that you can see yourself in. Most sports movies, it's otherworldly talents. You know what I'm saying? Or like if it's a black sports movie, it's one set in segregation times and <laughs> like they just trying to get they shot. 
other than like Coach Carter and and, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So when you see Rich Boy, <laughs> Rich Boy, you know what I'm saying? Barry on his side, nigga, seven oh seven, say that shit backwards. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked for all that. You the one <laughs> that said review. it. You know where I'm from. <laughs> Do your review. Oh my but, god. Yeah. So, like I said, very few sports movies have a singular character where you can see yourself in and put yourself in their shoes, and it's like, you know what? I'm fighting with this nigga right now. Like, I feel like we in this together. And Rocky and Creed do that very, very well. And I think Creed three did it so well that you can also see yourself and see uh, the point of view of Jonathan Major's character as he's the antagonist. Like, it's one thing to to see yourself in the protagonist and the main character in Adonis and Michael B. Jordan's character, but it's another thing where you can see yourself in the quote-unquote villain or the antagonist in Dame and Jonathan Major's character. And I think Creed Three did that very, very well. And like you said, the second one, it, it just wasn't up to par. It wasn't. It 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 just fell off a little bit for me. Not a terrible, terrible movie, but it's just it. It just ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Coming into three, we saw the trailers, bro. We were like, "Damn, this story is like, I don't know, I don't know about this shit." Like, we was brothers, but you left me in jail, and you didn't even reach out. You can't even recognize me when I'm standing on your car, but we was brothers. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. I don't know if I buy that shit. But they flesh out the story so well, and I don't want to. I don't want to make this sound like a like a con or a bad remark against the movie. It it has a plot that's reminiscent of a lot of plots we've already seen, where it's like right. two brothers, two best friends. They get into a little bit of trouble. One best friend makes it away from the police. The other best friend either takes the rap for what the quote-unquote good best friend did or he just happens to get caught and the other one just leaves him behind. We've seen that a lot. You know what I'm saying? We've seen that a lot and it's kind of weird when we saw it in the trailer and I was like, shit, this is just going to be a retread of a lot of black stories we've already seen. But they did such a good job of fleshing out that story and having actors that could make you feel and elevate the story to where it's like, I understand now. I get it. It it makes sense in this context. And that's to the testament of Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, Tessa Thompson, all of their acting ability. And it's also a testament to the Kugler brothers' writing ability and a testament to Michael B. Jordan's directing ability. Because he directed the shit out of this movie. He really did. For his first directorial debut, my nigga went crazy crazy he went crazy he did and i think he benefited from learning from Ryan from being around him he definitely benefited from it you know what i'm saying i mean starting all the way back to fruitvale station seeing ryan's work ethic seeing his process going from fruitvale station to black panther going from black panther to creed it, it like you can see the direct influence that ryan coogler's directorial style had on him but then Michael B. Jordan adds his own flair where you see the anime inspiration. You see the anime references all throughout the fight sequences. Um, you see some of the some of the references he even puts in with the themes from anime and things that he personally enjoys. So it, it, it was great to see. And aside from the fighting and making you feel like you could absolutely do anything, the training montages, the music, it had a really good message about brotherhood, about loss, about dealing with your feelings as a black man you know what i'm saying like because with him and tessa thompson and a lot of the things that michael b jordan's character adonis has gone through in his life some of the shit he just wants to forget about doesn't want to talk about it pushes it down and it comes to a head at one point of course not going to get into spoilers or anything if you haven't seen it but he actually comes to grips with his feelings he actually talks about his feelings he actually gets those feelings out and it's amazing to see black men be vulnerable like that because i mean especially for me you know me bro i don't talk about my it's hard for me yeah. to talk about my feelings and be vulnerable like that <laughs> like it it's hard for me and i i saw myself in that movie in those times because i completely understand because i'm the same way it's hard for me but once i do open up and i be vulnerable it does make me feel better, and it's a good representation and a good way to show other people 
that that's okay. So again, fight scenes, amazing, dope. The themes in it, dope. And it's showing at the box office too. Because again, we hear people talk about, especially directors, older producers, things of that nature, talking about, oh, superhero movies are ruining the the cinema, they're ruining the box office. We can't make any money because superhero movies are doing this, this, that, and whatever. I mean, Creed 3 just opened to over 100 million globally. Like, that's the biggest opening for a sports film ever globally. Like, the cinema's not dead, y'all. And, (laughs) like, we see, I mean, of course, we see Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, they're in superhero movies, or they have been in superhero movies. But that's not the only draw. And you didn't see them bashing any other movies on their press tour. They were doing their press tour with Grace. They were doing it without being like, oh, we need to make this number. We need to do this number. Other movies are competing with us, whatever. They talked about their movie. They talked about why they loved it. They talked about the themes. And I think that's a testament to how graceful they are in their in their press and how to actually do press for your movie as well. It's endearing. And when people see you like that in interviews, they you make them want to see your movie. Mm-hmm. So I think... All these other older directors need to take a few notes from the young bug. This is his first movie, his first press tour as a director and a, a director and actor at the same time. And he doing numbers like this, like y- y'all need to learn from my nigga. That's all I'm saying. But I agree with you. I think the first Creed is the best. Creed three comes in second. Not by much though. I will say yeah, that. I'll Creed say that three. It, not by much. It, it's yeah. not it's like, by much, but yeah. The the first Creed was special. Yeah special i still get chills watching the the training sequence and when he's running on the street with everyone on the bikes and they're running to rocky's house as he's going through cancer treatment that hits me that it is different like i literally remember where i was when i first saw this trailer yeah (laughs) yeah yeah the first one it it, it's gonna be tough to knock that out that spot but it goes first one this third one is close close second and the second one is a very very far third (laughs) So, if you haven't seen the movie, if we haven't convinced you, I don't know what else to tell you. This movie is incredible. It's great to see black men showing love to each other on screen and off because their friendship in real life, it it's special to see black men show love to each other like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it I don't know. This movie was great. Everybody involved was great. Coogler brothers wrote their ass off with the script. Look at you getting all misty. Elevated it. <laughs> Crying niggas. <laughs> you're getting all misty. <laughs> love to see it, kid. Get your vulnerable side in. You know what I'm saying? I love you, my nigga. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> not this nigga. No, you didn't. <laughs> so you're not gonna say it back? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> but yeah, man. Great movie. Go see it in theaters now. And that's really the only movie I watched this past couple of weeks. I know people was talking about Cocaine Bear, but I ain't paying I money watch it, to see a bear on cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Like I it's against it's against principle. You know what I'm saying? It's the principle. I can't pay a ten dollar ticket to watch a bear on cocaine. Ten dollars. Just Where are you run going? the niggas. <laughs> I'm going to Alamo, nigga. I need a, I need a meal too. <laughs> But Mandalorian season three did start this past week. I did watch the first episode and I do want to say that it is definitely on par with the first two seasons. Just judging from that episode, it seems like the scope is a little bit wider. They're exploring a little bit more of the galaxy. The action set pieces are still amazing. Um, the prosthetic and the visual effects work that they're doing on Mandalorian is, is top tier. It, it's great to see. So if you haven't seen it yet, Go catch up on Mandalorian. If you're already caught up, season three is out now with seasons dropping ev- or not seasons, but episodes dropping every week. So go ahead, check that out. A couple things that we're looking forward to as well coming out this week. Let's get it. 65, the new Adam Driver movie with the dinosaurs. I'm looking forward to it personally because I love dinosaurs. Uh, McFly has a dinosaur phobia, so he will not be watching this movie. He's a little bit scared of him. You know what I'm saying? I send him T-Rex gifts just to get a laugh sometimes in my day. What? I ain't scared. 
Yes, you are. It's okay. See, we was just talking about being vulnerable, bro. It's okay to be vulnerable with me, big dog. It's good. Anyways, it's next subject. Sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, it's coming out March tenth. Coming out this Friday. For all the fans of the Luther TV show, he's actually getting a movie on Netflix coming out Friday as well. It's called Luther the Fallen Son. It just Elba is returning to reprise his role as the title character. And Cynthia Erivo, for all my Broadway musical theater fans, all the fans of hers as just a musician and as now a very reputable actress, she will be in the movie as well. And then for all the Scream fans, Scream 6 comes out this Friday too. So, I mean, got a few things to watch. Got something for the action fans, for the dinosaur fans. We have something for the crime detective cop show fans with Luther. Got something for the horror fans. And, of course, if you haven't seen Creed 3, go out and see it. Mandalorian Season 3 Episode 2 is dropping this week as well. And the season finale of Last of Us is dropping on Sunday, on this Sunday coming up. So we'll definitely be back to talk about that. At least I will as the series as a whole. But let's get into GOAT talk, bro. I mean, we've been talking about Michael B. Jordan, of course, with the success of Creed 3. He's been in the game for a while. He just got his Hollywood star of fame on March 1st. So shout out to him for that as well. Um, And I know a lot of people aren't that deep into his filmography. A lot of people, especially just on the videos that I saw of like Jonathan Major's speech at his Hollywood Walk of Fame. um, just his speech there, Michael B. Jordan's speech. I saw a lot of comments like, um, Michael B. Jordan hasn't even been in the game that long to get one. I'm like, where do y'all know him from? (laughs) Did y'all just know him from Black Panther? You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk a little bit about his filmography and some of our favorite roles that he's played. But I mean, what's your personal favorite Michael B. Jordan role, bruh? To me, you know, for, if we're talking TV, definitely the wire. Um, mm-hmm. that was, you know, obviously his big thing. Like a lot of people know him from there. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say Creed, I'll say Killmonger, I'll say Fruitvale Station, and I know people don't really talk about it, but I'll say Chronicle too. Um, damn, you took mine, bro. That's my sleep. Oh my bad. <laughs> but you <laughs> know, and I know, like you know, you know me, you know I love me a cool little rom com. So I'll give him an awkward mm-hmm. moment too, just because it's a terrible movie, but I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like, you know and yeah like you said he's he's been in the game for a while but i'll explain it and i feel like there was just times where he would just disappear especially after the wire yeah. like most people mm-hmm. didn't know he was in friday night lights the tv show for at least two seasons mm-hmm. no people know he was in parenthood for at least a couple 16 episodes episodes in law and order here and there but he's been around you just never mm-hmm. recognize him. You know, people forget he was in Hardball. He was the one that ran off. Um, he was yep. there when he saw G-Baby got shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been around. So it's like, don't discredit this man just because you're not familiar with all his work. Like, most of us Big know facts. and grown up with Mike B for a while. People are still crying about his death in The Wire because it was really cold-blooded. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I rock with him pretty heavy in all these. What about you, bruh? Yeah, I mean, you named a lot of them. I mean, some of the most iconic roles, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't believe people don't know him from The Wire or didn't know he was in The Wire. Um, But, of course, his character in The Wire, Fruitvale Station, I mean, being from the Bay Area um, and being alive during the time of Oscar Grant's killing, um, seeing that movie was an experience, man, and knowing that Ryan Coogler made it, knowing he was from Oakland, Knowing this was Bay bread, I mean, we had a we had a certain level of pride going to, going into that theater and seeing that movie and seeing Michael B. Jordan absolutely act his ass off in that movie. I mean, I think that's one of his best performances of his whole career. Um, and like we was talking about a little bit before we even started the episode, that movie is just so powerful and it's so sad. Um, being in that theater, you could you could hear everyone's just breathing like that's it there was no talking it was dead silent especially the end when his daughter's like where's daddy when is he coming home and it's like he's not coming home like it that movie hits completely differently for me i've only watched it twice and i don't think i'll ever watch it again um (laughs) but 
that's a testament to how powerful and how how much care they put into it. You can you can tell. Like I said, Ryan Coogler being from Oakland, being Bay bred, you know what I'm saying? He he knew how to direct Mike in that role and and knew exactly how to treat it with care. Mike B took on that role with care. He knew how important it was for people to see this story, to get this story out across across America. And he knew how important it was for the people in the Bay Area. And he was very serious. And that's just one role that will absolutely touch me like for for the rest of my life. So Fruvel Station, I think, is my top. But again, some of the things that you named. Chronicle, that's a sleeper that not a lot of people say. But he was so charismatic in that movie. And he was relatively uh, quote unquote unknown if you hadn't watched the wire or anything like that it was just like dang he seems like a cool dude like you know what i'm saying like he really played that character very well so chronicle of course black panther um i'm gonna give love to a little bit of his voiceover to work too because <laughs> i mean in justice league flashpoint paradox that's one of my favorite justice league animated movies he was cyborg and he did an amazing job at it. He voices the main character in Genlock. It's an anime um, that's, of course, black-led. has a black lead character. It's on HBO Max if you guys want to check it out. But it's it's very interesting. It's a bit science fiction. A, a lot of what we love in anime is shown in it. And I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy his voice acting. And even, I'm going to pull this one out too, NBA 2K17. <sighs> When that nigga, when the nigga was your best friend and y'all was in the league together getting championships, that nigga, was, that nigga was tough. He was tough. And he did the motion capture. He did the voice acting for it. I mean, for people that say he's only done like Black Panther right. and Creed and stuff, it's like y'all really don't know how deep this nigga's bag is in terms of how much he's done in Hollywood from a child actor to a voice actor to a full on leading man now to a director. I mean, he he's dope. Am I going to say he's just one of the best actors I've ever seen? I ain't going to hype him that much because he's not, I'm I'm not going to say that, but I do enjoy his work. I, I do enjoy his work and I do enjoy how much care he puts into it. You can tell through his interviews and things like that. Like he cares about what he does. This ain't just something he does for fun. This ain't just something where he's like, I just wanted to be famous and now here I am. He he takes his time. He puts care into everything that he puts out into the world. Um, and I'm excited what he does in the future, especially what he does with Jonathan Majors because they said they want to be like De Niro and Pacino. So if that's the kind of pairing we get in for the next oh, 10 man. years or so, Nigga, I'm ready because Jonathan Majors, that nigga, he is one of the best actors that I've ever seen. No, no. <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna like, lie to you about like, it. Like he, so, he's really for real. Like his yeah. range is that shit's extended. <laughs> <laughs> that that got, shit's insane. That nigga got clips. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got that extendo like, for real. Like, he's he he's that guy. So if we're getting De Niro, Pacino films with them with them just being buddies being enemies whatever i'm in for it i'm i'm right there i'm with it i'm down because yeah like i said bro and it's crazy because to me i don't know i guess i thought like a lot of people haven't seen hardball you know what i mean and to me mm-hmm. i feel like that's a very well-known movie i guess but i guess it's not because a lot of people <laughs> i thought it was, I thought it was too. too bro but i mean maybe you just don't notice them because he wasn't in it that long. Like, he, he did pretty quick. It was at least 15 minutes, maybe. Um, I don't watch that movie often, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that shit, that's not a movie you watch often. <laughs> like, uh, it's not one of them. Uh, He's been in a lot of stuff right. like that where you yeah, don't like, watch that shit often. Like, he was in Red Tails, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of our niggas were in Red Tails. Uh, that's, uh, that's what's a, the name was in it? Yeah. From uh, New Edition Kelly. Uh oh, what's his name? I know his name. Elijah yeah. Kelly. He was there. There's a yeah. lot of people in that joint. But Yeah. Yeah. Sleeper. Another another one. one, yeah. But like his parts are just small, so you just don't see him or notice him. And yeah, it's just it was just wild. I do remember seeing people were stripping. He don't deserve no star. Like what? Yeah. Like <laughs> how do y'all think really he is? About it? 
And like you'd be surprised who has stars on the Walk of Fame. Boy. Like you'd be surprised. And of course, like now that we know that you actually pay for it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's not that much. It shouldn't surprise you. Right. Especially for someone with uh an extensive list like this. Um I mean he's he's really just been in a lot of good movies. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not surprising for him to be recognized like that, and especially when you pay for it and, and things of that nature. Of course, you have to. I'm sure you have to be nominated. It's like, just ain't nobody gonna get one. But he he, he earned it. He earned it. He earned it for sure. Especially now, just stepping into the director chair mm-hmm. and doing such a good job like this. Like, what can you say about him, bro? It is what it is. Yep. Well, that's all we got. I mean, episode's a little bit shorter than normal because yeah. <laughs> shit happening right now. You know what I'm saying? But of course, we're always gonna keep y'all updated. We're gonna keep it rocking with all the blurdy vibes over here. So, class is dismissed. You've been rocking with J Rock. Mayfly. All right, get off. Get off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>